0: So welcome to another episode of People With Purpose. Today I'm joined by uh, Simon Cooper aka Damp Sam who's a time-served plasterer, director of three companies and uh, a qualified uh, damp and structural waterproofing uh, surveyor. Um, Like I say he's a director of three companies, he owns a portfolio of properties uh, which he's renovated and he's also host of the Damp Show podcast where he talks about what systems are best and why you need them and how they're installed uh, and in many ways so uh, so sam wades through the the wetness and the moisture so you didn't have to so uh, so welcome to the show sam
1: thank you thanks for having me thanks for thanks for the call um and like i said apologies because this is a second run and apologies for missing me slot before uh, i think i've already said it but i'm going to say it live on air because uh, when when i when i when, when i missed it uh obviously we, we there were like a a, a mix-up uh, and i'm 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 quite new to, to podcasting, so I've only been doing it about six, four months. And, um, the, I, I, I've not had this feeling for a long time. And I had this sickening feeling in my stomach that I, that I just let, let people down. Mm. Um, and I've, like I said, I've not had this feeling since I was at school. Um, so like straight away, you know, t- trying to find out what, what had happened. And, uh, and basically the, um, Podcasts I've been on before, they send a, a, um like a, a reminder and you'd sent yours first and it had been arranged a, a month ago. Um, but, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, I just felt that I'd let, let people down and I thought, you know, news is going to get around that, you know, that I'm unreliable in the podcasting world, so but um, we're in it uh, and we're getting on with it.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, so <laughs> no one would have known if you hadn't mentioned it. So, uh... <laughs> no,
1: but that, I, I had to <laughs> mention it. Just, just start and get me chat going.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, integrity is <laughs> important as well, isn't it? And you yeah. know, and like I say, the, these things, these things happen. You know, it's one of those things. So, uh, so don't worry. But some, so.
1: People, so, so, some people, some um, people, like I so said, they, they, they own companies and they, they, ju- they just, they're not bothered it's just a job to them and they're not bothered and, and 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 they don't feel things you know wholeheartedly um and in my business life um I've always cared and this is one of the things that I'll get onto later on um I've always cared about um making sure that the job that I do is right and if if I feel that um that I've, that I've not done you know a, a good job I either want to know why or I'm there with remorse and uh, not sleeping at night. So um, some some people have not got a conscience, and some people have. And I think these people that's not got consciences, they'll easily tip a company and uh, you know move on to the next thing. Which I suppose that comes in, you know, in, in, with experience and 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 doing it quite a few times. But um, but I've never been in that position, and hopefully I never will be.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And but you but you're right. I think. I think uh, the whole thing about in, integrity and wanting, wanting to wanting to get you know do, a, a do the right thing and b get things right is um, is a big driver for me as well and uh, and and you know there, there have been occasions where where I've, I've there's been a similar situation that's happened to me and I've I've kind of not been there when I should have been or I've been running late or, or whatever and yeah I I I I really don't enjoy those experiences but um, but you know. I think people know genuinely if you if you care and uh, and if people know that you care, then you're on the right foot then, aren't you? And if you're then honest about it, when things perhaps don't quite go according to plan, no matter what it is, then it makes a massive difference.
1: Yeah, I've f- I found um, just, just when, I, when I started doing the YouTube videos and I'll, I'll come across that um, a bit later in, in, in the show, but uh, when I started doing the YouTube videos, I, I asked, when I first started, I, I was trying to put like a bit of an accent on. Obviously, you, you'll have heard that I've got a, quite a broad accent. I'm from Barnsley, from um, and I kind of went started going to networking meetings and um, and having to do my uh, elevator pitch and things like that. And, I, and and I kept forgetting what I wanted to say because I was too busy concentrating on my accent. And uh, it took a couple of years for me to just go. Sorry, I'm just going to talk in bars. It? <laughs> if people don't like it, they don't like it. But if, if they do, they do. And a lot of comments that I get um, on the YouTube videos that I do, because I, I, I put down the, the, the videos are done in a no-nonsense uh, style. I'm not a professor. I've got a lot of knowledge in damp proofing, but I'm not a professor. There's, there's people in PCA that, you know what I mean, you can, you can write my knowledge on end of the matchstick, these have got like sort of you know reams of paper or what the, what the, what they can remember um but the way I come across is because I've actually done the job i've worked in the job i've I've worked my way up um you know to get me surveying qualifications um and i've actually uh, i'm I'm real experienced in uh in that work, so hopefully this comes across when I'm doing videos and um, And what people say is, I come across as being genuine. Mm. So whether that's just having a a, you know northern accent, although I did I did sort of um, once read that uh, that the Yorkshire accent is better for selling uh, advertising. Hence, you know, these people that 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 did tea bags. I'm trying to think of it. Well, Gareth. I should know his name. They'll they'll not let me back in Yorkshire if I don't know his name. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going I have to remember it before I end up program yeah, because okay. anybody that watches cares. You've got to know every single character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll give you a minute to, to, to remember that. Brian
1: Glover. Now there yeah. you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, my uh, my brother in law's from Yorkshire. Is he? And uh, and he's 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 brilliant, and he's he's. He's, he's you know he's proud to be a Yorkshireman and 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 quite right too. I'm I'm from Bristol. I'm proud to be Bristolian. I think I think I think it's good. And uh, I also uh, uh, do do a bit of public speaking. And there's uh, there's uh, one of my mentors is Tony Gargan, and she's got a a, a a kind of strong Scouse accent. And uh, and and yeah, you can be very conscious about how you sound. And uh, uh, like you, with my podcasting journey, I've been going since February we went live in February and uh, so I listen back on those earlier episodes now and it isn't the accent that that is the difference it's it's how you come across and how you sound and, and the intention and the confidence and you can hear that so it's not so much about the accent it's it's more about as you say, the authenticity and 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 how and how you put yourself across. So if I listen to myself, if I listen to other people's podcasts, how they sounded at the start versus how they sound now, it's not the accent that that, that you notice is is different or changing or whatever. It's it's kind of the content the confidence and you can almost feel the body language through the voice even if it's just with audio yeah and i know they say a lot of communication is i think it's, what is it was it fifty six percent is is body language uh but um but but you can kind of you kind of the body language comes through in the way people sound so uh so yeah
1: yeah i mean me and you look around about the same age and uh what i can remember is can you remember the old um, cassette players? Mm. You know that you know the cassette players. I can remember when my mum and dad first, first ever got one, and I don't know what I was expecting, but we recorded my voice. When I heard it back, I would I I I just, I just couldn't believe it with my voice. And I know that they, they weren't brilliant qu- uh, quality.
2: Yeah.
1: But um when you first hear, it, you know, you, you I mean, n- nowadays every kid's got a phone and straight away the the they hear things like that, but um but back
0: then it wasn't like that was it <laughs> no no that's so funny that you mentioned that because because uh, we when I was uh, uh, young uh, my my uh, one of my granddad's emigrated to Australia, and we made a we made a tape for 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 them, and we we, we listened back to a copy of that tape just a couple of years ago, um, and uh, and then there was another thing, a recording of, of Christmas and, and me uh, me getting really excited. Oh, I got a torch! I got a torch! <laughs> you know, and, and 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 so and my wife heard that and she pretty much wet herself laughing at my at my sort of I do what six seven year old accent uh, opening a Christmas present and in my with my custodian drawl and stuff you know so uh so yeah i i, I love that but yeah cassettes are brilliant mixtapes what a thing they were been able to make a mixtape <laughs> and take, take a mixtape around someone's house. Or that uh, was one of the, something I used to do for, um, for, for, for girlfriends as well. So I got a girlfriend. I used to, want to make them a mixtape and stuff. They, that was amazing. <laughs> now playlist is not quite the same. Just, I, I made you a playlist. Maybe it is. don't know. But not the same for me.
1: One of the things that, one of the things that um, if anybody that's got kids, one of, um, one of the things that uh, you can do, and you know, my dad did it with, with my young... Uh, my daughter, when she was, um, she'd have been two or three when she was just starting to talk. So I got left on uh, um, babysitting duty uh, because uh, her mother decided to, to, to go out and, uh, and get drunk. <laughs> so uh, I'm sat with Izzy, and we used to read them Mr. books. Mm. So I've, I've got a glass of wine. I've got my phone with me, like my iPhone. And you've got the um, the memo function, aren't you? I forget what you think, it's the memo on the front. So I thought I'm going to record her because I were, I, were, I were pointing to different Mr. Men. They're on back at book. They've got every Mr. Man on book mm-hmm. um, and, and woman. And so I started pointing to him, and, she, and I'm saying, who was this? And she's saying, that's Mr. Tickle. And then I said, who's this? Mr. Bump. Who was this? And then she started getting them around and she was making them up. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I, I'm pleased I put my phone on, uh, Onto record, and we listened to it back, and it's hilarious. I, I, what I wanted to do is, I wanted to get somebody who uh, can you remember that song, um, Little Fluffy Clouds? I don't know yeah, 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 yeah. The old, like a like a trance song. Yeah, the old. I wanted somebody to do, to do a soundtrack to it because it's so funny. She just she just she she's just making making things up all, all on so Mr Mr Desk, <laughs> Mr Pear and, and and it's so cute um and i love to so if you have got one of these memo things always record your kids
2: yeah
1: <coughs> you know it, it, like when they're in bath what, what i do is i put it on well i used to put it on uh, memo just leave it inside thing so kids would be in bath and just just them talking and interacting and yeah. you know when, when they're really little yeah um and not not on video but um just on recording every so every so often when we go off anywhere I'll
0: I'll stick it on and we all end up rolling. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I know a couple of people who who, who, who do stuff with uh, with with music, so it's, it might wow, be possible. Be it might be possible to get that laid over <laughs> laid brilliant. over little fluffy little, little fluffy clouds by the orb, uh, the uh, the 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 Izzy Izzy Mister Men edit. Yeah, it sounds like a really great cool. great cracking. <laughs> they it re- re- their career. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. So. Uh, um so damp sam then wh- where did the idea for that come from
1: right so um when when i mentioned that i started networking um i started going to a local networking thing for trades tradespeople. um never been on never been on before but i, j- I just got a feeling that I, I could see where things were going um and i needed to um to basically sort of Open up my circle, um, contacts, and things like that. And I, we, we, I've got like a, a lot of contractors that I used locally. Well, this is a, this would be a different story because <coughs> don't get me started on networking. It's um, a bad bad experience, but it set me on the road to where I am now. So, uh, so I took a few lads um, to to this networking meeting because they said you've got to um, fetch people. So I took a structural engineer. One of my mates called Henry. And uh, while we were there, we met uh, a, a waterproofing guy. We, we were talking about different stuff. And, uh, and his name was Tanking Tony. And I thought he had a good ring to it. So my, my mate, this, uh, structural engineer Henry, he said, uh, Damp Sam. And, and and I just went, That's, that sounds good. So ever since then, I just uh, branded myself as Damp Sam. And when I used to go to... When, when I were at these meetings, when I started with Progressive, um, I went down to their property and things. We'd all be sat there, everybody would be sat in room. And when they ask you a question, they always, uh, you know, they, they ask you your name. So then you say your name and they all say, hi, you know, whatever your name is. And uh, so I just thought, I'm going to start calling myself uh, Damp Sam, even though it out out my comfort zone. Mm. I thought people will remember it. Um, every time they, you know, they hear that, uh, that name, they'll just, they'll picture me, so <coughs> I kept just standing up, put my hand up, yeah, what's your name? Damp Sam. Hi, Damp Sam, you know, <laughs> what's your, so what's your question? And, uh and people started to remember, and, uh you know, there's, 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 there's quite a few damp proofers up in down country, um you know, they're doing tapes and, 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 and YouTube and things like that, Um but, you know, Damp Sam seems to... Uh, Seems to come up on on everything. So I've been told, if, if, if you're searching for waterproofing or damp proofing things, uh, my name seems to come up. And these people that um, that I know in DCA, that's what that's what he says. He was searching for something for uh, to do a webinar, and he says, "All the only person that kept coming up were you." He says, "Your, <laughs> your jobs." He says, uh, "He says I, were, I think you were after some." Uh, black mold pictures and he says they were just your videos just kept coming up
0: <laughs> excellent excellent so yeah so then that whole thing about uh, your own your own brand and uh, getting your brand out there so uh, it's quite interesting isn't it because sometimes especially when you're in a, a competitive market being able to stand out is is important and it's not necessarily the the best uh, products or services or whatever that people buy but it's the best name
1: well, when <clears throat> when I first started out um back in the 80s, um I started out as a plasterer, so um it weren't my first choice. My first choice was a bricklayer, and um there were a mix-up with a CITB, they, they were supposed to be getting me get me a company, and and it didn't happen. So um at last minute they said, We've got no sponsors for bricklaying, but there's a job as a plasterer um for a year, of course. So I said, um, What's a plaster? I didn't know what a plaster did, and uh, I just said to my mum, "Tell him I love it," because my mum were on there were no mobile phones back then. My mum were on Al's phone. She's talking to him on phone. I'm stood outside. She's relaying stuff and that, and mm. um, I said, "Tell him I'll I'll, I'll do it," because this was starting two weeks um, later at college. And I thought there's no way because they said I could I could wait a year. I'm not waiting a And I said I want to be straight into it. So I started out as a <coughs> plasterer and. Um, I ended up doing all three years and getting me advanced, um, and this was solely due to the um, lectures that they had at college at Electrical called Norm, um, and there were a guy called um, Des and uh, Dale, and Dale were our, our teacher. And he he was only about three or four years older than us, but he was teaching plastering, so he'd, he'd got a job as a you know as a, as a lecturer, and all he kept telling us was. How much money you could make if you become a lecturer. Because at that time, visiting lecturers at colleges, they were on like astronomical amounts. I mean, they've they've cut everything back now and, and, and sorted everything out, but because they, they were struggling for um for teachers and things like that, the a visiting lecturer could get paid, you know, quite handsomely. So they, they were selling us these uh, these qualifications he said um if you get your um your craft, you know, uh, Sitting girl's craft, um, you can you, you can you can teach. So he got me sitting girls craft thinking I can stop plastering with straight teaching, even though you know I weren't experienced. And then he said, no, get you advanced. And then once we got me advanced, all the time they, they kept telling us stories about um if you got your HNC. So I'm I'm like looking at things thinking, I, I want to get my HNC because at that time um it was minor strike and um there were no work of art. So the company that I'd been on for a year with, which were um, Halls, they uh, let me go. So I kind of had to, um, you know, go in with different subcontractors and trying to scrape, you know, trying to find a, a job. Um, I eventually sort of, you know, started to learn to plaster properly. And, uh, and it was a real struggle. Um, I went from company to company not not having an actual job, but, you know, you go like here and they pay you tenner a day. Um, somebody might pay you so much and, and you're just doing bits and bobs. Mm. So then I started having to advertise. Um, and back then, you know, to to, to get your, your your name out um, as a plasterer, you had to advertise in, in local paper, which is called Independent or Chronicle, and you used to pay per word. And it cost a fortune, you know what I mean? So, so all I used to get in there or you know, sorry s Cooper they even made you pay for your name s Cooper, your telephone number got paid for it um and you you just couldn't really afford it and then it, and then, as you got a bit better, you might be able to get, go into yellow pages, which were even more expensive because yeah. they wanted money up front yeah um and and that were done on a on an alphabetical order, so you know you had a taxes you know all that yeah so if Later on they, they did they changed it so that it were how long you'd been advertising with him that you got first spot. So you'd be like halfway in you know in, in um in yellow pages, you'd be halfway down. So it's like on first page of Google when people look for plasters, they they look on first page. Um, and they probably go with, with with the same one. So you're just competing and competing. Um and other way was we'll sort of word of mouth, and, and that will how you got most of your work will just Word of mouth when you when you were that age, um, so that was like an early insight into um, into advertising. And later down later down the line, when uh, when I sort of started damp proofing and the uh, internet you know surfaced, um, I could see that you could get kind of free advertising. So when I went networking, they were telling us about um, making videos for YouTube. So YouTube had had come about, I think around about 2010, mm. 8, 10, no, 11, 2011. So um, the guy who, who, who was running the uh, network he had his own like kind of social media section that uh, he wanted to teach everybody. So he said, what I want you to do is I want you to go onto YouTube and make five videos. And he showed us this video uh, that he'd done two years before. And it was still number one at rankings uh, for um, attic conversions in Chesterfield. And he said I only did one video. It's not got loads of views. I still have a look now to see how many views it's got. And, it, and it's not got many views. I don't think it's number one now, but you were number one for about four years um, oh. on first page of Google. So I thought there's something in that. So I did, I did a few videos, uh, really out of my comfort zone, and, uh, and forgot about them. And then about eight months later, I, I did this course again. So I went on this course again and I thought I, he asked us to do these videos again. So I, I revisited revisit, the, the ones that I'd already done and lo and behold, I'd got like quite a few views on, on one of them, which mm. were drilling and injecting a, a damp of course. Mm. And there were a new system that, that had sort of come out, what well, Safeguard had fetched. And I thought I'll do, I'll do a video on that. So I set camera up properly and and tried to t- you know, talk a bit posher <laughs> and, uh, and then I put that on YouTube, and that kind of got some traction. And I thought, "There's a, there's a lot in this. There's social media. I'm I'm going to try and concentrate on, uh, you know, doing more videos." And uh, th- that that particular video that I did, I think it's four years ago. Um, it's it's on just under six hundred thousand views now. Right, wow. um, it's on my first page, and I sort of um, converted the. Um, What's called it's called AdSense. So I converted it so I can get monetized mm. um through AdSense. And um and I get like a you know a fair few pounds a month which which adds up to a holiday. Mm. So um which is which is not bad per year. But um because because I'm wanting to you know expand on this and and, and go a bit further um I've sort of invested quite a bit of money in uh in a podcast show and in some content repurposing, so hopefully we can get a bit more digital currency coming in mm-hmm. um, which will add a stream to what we've already got, so that'll be more multiple streams as uh, probably like say yeah and it, and I think he's right you know you do need income coming in from every direction because if you're just solely relying on your wage each week um you're going to come unstuck at some point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you're, so, okay. So you're, you're, so you're running your, um, your, your business actually doing the, the, the damp proofing, uh, services. And, uh, I mean, what kind of services that do you do in your business?
1: Um, I've got like, like you see saying, we've got like, um, a, a few businesses and, and I'm, and I'm not a massive company. Um, I've, I've had people working for me, um, before. And, uh, and it's, quite stressful. And as I'm getting older I, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be as stressed. Hence looking at different avenues, yeah. um, which is property and uh, and then this digital uh, this digital asset. So um so with a, with a with a damp proofing which is which is my bread well me my, my, my real bread and butter is plastering. So everyth- if everything falls down behind you know around me is um I'll always be able to plaster unless you know one of my arms comes off. But then I'll, I'll have to rely on my knowledge, which is another thing. What I'm, uh, what we're looking to do as well. Yeah. So, um, but my bread and butter is um, is damp proofing. So when I were at college, when they when they were telling me to uh, you know to do this and that and, uh, and and get these qualifications, I always wanted to be the best at what I did. So whatever I did, um, I tried to be the best. So I wanted to be the best plasterer. So. I always say that i were in the top 1% of plasters in the country um, and I've made this bracket so all plasters can use this as a, a yardstick. So these are top 1% and if you want to get in it, you have to be the best. Um, and that's not just how much you put on it, it's being clean, being value for money, and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, so I became best at that. And then around about 2000 when uh, Safeguard fetched dry zone out. It were an easy system to install, so then I looked at that, got in touch with a rep, and decided I wanted to be uh, to go into a specialist uh, sector, which is you know damp proofing and waterproofing. And then I realised that you know you, you, they've got like a governing body, which is the Property Care Association, which is the PCA, which um, they, you know they work with governments and produce white papers and, and things like that and, and standards for for the damp proofing industry. So if you want to be the best in the damp proofing industry you need to be a member of the PCA because you recognize as being the best. Um and to for my company to be a member of, of, of the PCA someone had to uh, have the qualifications or a damp surveyor and there're only me <laughs> they are only me that could do it so I went on all courses and studied and, uh, and got my qualifications and then decided I wanted to do waterproofing as well because we were doing basement conversions as well.
2: Mm.
1: So went and passed that as well. And um and a few a few other things. We got a, a couple of awards um at the PCA, but that actually getting in 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 that organization has made us quite a lot of money because uh we do uh, pre-purchase damp and timber surveys. Now, these surveys, um, when I first started doing them, banks weren't weren't really bothered. The estate the agents they'd they'd get the mates to come and you know so this this needs a damp timber survey, so they'd get like somebody who does a bit of plastering or who does a bit of damp proofing. He'd write on one sheet of paper or oh, blah blah blah, and then a price, and that sale would go through. Well, banks are not wearing that anymore banks want to know the um, condition of the property and what it's going to be like for the next few years. So if you've got dry rot, if you've got beetle infestation because your subfloor is not vented correctly, um, they want to know what condition it's going to be if it stays like that and then how much money it's going to cost for things to be put right. And because the PCA is, uh, is, is like a um, a body which is recognised, you know, by governments and things like that. Then now, what's happening is banks are saying straight away when evaluation survey is being in, and his his meter sort of goes off straight away. They say you need a damp timber survey done by a, a, a specialist PCA contractor um, or surveyor and, uh, and a report doing so we can see what what's the, you know what what, what this uh, what condition of the property is and. Uh, and it's, and it's happening more and more. So it's nearly, nearly all banks are doing this. We're getting phone calls all the time. Um, and there's not enough for us to, you know, there's not enough surveyors to maintain these properties or to, to do all this. So there's a massive shortage. Um, hence why I'm kind of doing a, a digital product. So there's a digital economy and this system that we um, install it's by Safeguard. It's, it's the quickest, um, cleanest, most profitable system that, um, that's on the market. Um, and I'm doing a, like a, a digital course, which is around about an hour's long. And uh, people are going to be able to buy this. And this is going to be the first step on the, um, on the ladder to get into the preservation system, hmm. uh, the preservation uh, industry. So they'll be able to see, you know, how easy it is, and it's it's kind of based at plasters. It's pointed, you know, towards plasterers hmm. so that um, they can learn this system and then go to PCA, do their technicians course, and get into, you know, our side of industry because there's tw- uh, 27 million houses in England, and um, they, while ever it rains, there's always going to be issues. Yeah. So these properties have got to be maintained, and. Uh, like I said, there's not enough um, qualified technicians to um to go around, so yeah, there's a lot of money to be made in our, in our industry.
0: yeah, 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 and a lot of education needed as well. so because one, one thing that that I won- what I was wondering is about um because uh, a lot of these properties that already exist they also are not sufficiently insulated either
1: yeah well th- this is this is next thing that's coming
0: yeah 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 exactly so so with all the kind of drive to make homes more energy efficient uh, you've got a situation where you know houses that were built what was it, between, after the 1920s and up to the 1990s, they might have cavities, but they won't necessarily have cavity insulation, and they won't yeah. necessarily have insulation under the floors if they got suspended timber floors as well. So, um, so yeah, so there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of that to be done, but that, that can cause damp problems as well, can't
1: it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, my, one of my mottos is, not all damp is rising.
0: So
2: mm,
1: mm. you leave me on my videos saying it all the time, and I might have some t-shirts made and some hoodies or something, <laughs> <laughs> it's on, and it's some merch. But um, you've got different types of them. So one of one of the flags, one of the flags that uh, red flags that I see is um, we ask we ask people to uh, if, if they're having uh, if they've had a survey, done, to send them over to us, and I'll and I'll read through them to check, you know, what's been put, and it, and if I see a um, a report that says all ground floor needs knocking off up to a meter high or whatever, a 1.2. Um, and it says that it's 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 got rising damp all the way through. That's when alarm bells ring with me because you've got um chimney breasts, so you get like sulfate around chimney breasts, lateral damp as well, because it's um it's a solid base. Um, and there's, there's probably no DPM, damp proof membrane in there. Um, you've got lack of adequate ventilation. So if your bathroom's not uh, got a vent, which is we, we recommend continuously running um, extractor fan hundred mil, and I always recommend one for a kitchen. Or if your extractor fan's not vented externally. And you're going to get issues um inside with uh condensation because in winter everybody keeps the windows shut and then that uh, moisture builds up through you know humidity um and it condenses onto cold surfaces so if you've got solid walls uh, nine inch walls these can cold thermal bridge so if it's cold on outside, it'll be cold on inside surface if it's solid plaster uh, plaster wall and this all uh, and then you've got your um insulation in your attic if it's not 270 mil should building regs, then you're going to get issues, and then you've got subfloors. So there's a lot to um to look at. And on these damp and timber surveys, the the, the, the pre-paid ones, um, we have to look at everything. And if we miss anything, then obviously we're going to be accountable, not your kind of general surveyor. They're going to be looking at us. Um, and if it gets if it gets took to court, then the judge will say. Will would an average surveyor have missed that? They will not be looking at um the professors like what they've got in the in the PCA, what all um, oh my mates like you know, Ryan Indle and, and, and people like that. They'll look at average surveyors, which is me, and they'll say, Would would an average surveyor miss um you know dry rot in subfloor? Or would he miss um you know? Um, insect infestation behind carpet on um, your know, floorboards mm. so there's you know that's what a judge will be looking at and in, uh, in whether to award damages or, or not
0: right right so you've got to get it right <clears throat> so you've got to get it right yeah. okay so um, so there's so you're obviously very passionate about this
1: well this is oh this is it I mean damp proofing is my kind of um, it's my main passion so what, what what I set out to do is to help people. So I've got a Facebook group which is uh, why is my property damp damp sam and people can join that and they can upload the photos to that. Mm. People can contact me via email and um, and I'll send a responder out which points me in direction of our WhatsApp group. Mm. So if they've got issues, they can send videos, photos. And I'll give advice that way if I can, yeah. uh, and point them in right direction. Whether it's going to be you, you know, you need a survey, a paid survey. You need to contact PCA. You can go on their website, and do a, a, um, a postcode search of your area, get your nearest qualified s- contractor. Um, this is you know, this is route that I'm that I'm kind of going down because I'm we just want to, I'm just wanted to help people and show people that. Not everybody um, in our industry, which has got a really bad uh, reputation because of misdiagnosis. Mm. So, you know, if, if you get like Joe Bloggs, who's a, a plasterer who's done a bit of um, damp proofing, he's done some plastering up, um, for damp proofers and done a bit of drilling and injecting. If you get him going, looking at a job um, and he misdiagnoses it, then it's uh, going to come back because it's not, um, address the original problem. Yeah. And, uh, and then if we don't go back, then the customer starts complaining and then they start listening to people online saying, you know, damp, rising damp's a myth and things like that. And, yeah. Um, and that's where we've got a bad rap. But if people, if plasters come into our industry, going to, go to go down preservation side, then what they can do is, um, Go on proper courses, pay to go on proper courses, and learn all the systems. Because um, no, it's not hard. It's it's part of plastering anyway. Mm. Um, mm. You know, it's a plaster is ideal to um, to get into our our side of the industry. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So it's just it's just we've got a bad rat, and I'm trying to I'm trying to address that by showing people on my YouTube channel how I fix things. So I've done kind of videos on every type of damp that there is, uh, waterproofing, everything. Mm. Just to be transparent and put my head above the parapet. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't hide away from there's these a lot of companies where you don't know who's running them. Yeah. Um and with me, it's like you know, I'm, I'm on telly, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and my face is on telly, and, and if they see me in holiday and I've got it wrong, they can point at me and, yeah. and ask me a question about it, and I'll answer it.
0: Yeah, and, yeah.
1: And if I don't know, answer it. I'll, I'll, I want to know why. I, yeah. Why. It's- gone wrong
0: yeah 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 but what's um so some some of our listeners uh on 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 the on the people with purpose podcast will be interested in damp because everyone's got a house right so yeah. or, or most people have got have got a house so at some at some point you know potentially you end you end up with 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 that kind of a problem and it's not it's not nice when it happens and, and at some point everybody will will probably be buying a house and so therefore we'll need to need to be aware of it but also what's 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 interesting to 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 our listeners is the fact that what you're doing is you're taking you're taking your your skill and your knowledge and you're you're using that to grow A business or a couple of businesses, but what you're also doing is you're you're using that to to help to educate and inform people and entertain people because because some of your some of your videos are are, are pretty entertaining as well. You know, you turn you turn uh, what could be a subject that's not interesting to a lot of people into something that's that that, that's quite that's quite interesting and funny and um and and actually also you're 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 doing that in a way which one is kind of looking to boost the reputation of of a a sector. um, and um, you know, trades uh, can often struggle, can't they, with, with 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 reputational challenges. And so, helping to build the reputation of, of, of the sector is good, but also, as you say, you are building uh, you know new revenue streams for yourself that mean that that you are you are spreading the risk, if you like, from your point of view for your for your business, for your livelihood, and for your life.
1: That's it, yeah. And uh, like like you were saying before. Everybody's got a property, but even if you live in a tent, you're going to have damp issues. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. And you'll see, you'll see firsthand uh, how um, humidity and uh, you know and, and moisture works. Because when you when you're in that tent and you've slept there, and then you get up next morning and all inside the tent's wet through. Yeah, yeah. That's because you've been you've been breathing and producing a lot of moisture, and it's a thin it's a thin uh, covering. Yeah. And condensation is formed on on the inside, and you know houses can be like that. Mm. You know, yeah, you got like a cold bridge. So yeah, <laughs> that
2: yeah, a, yeah.
1: But that, yeah, that's it. That's that's what I wanted to do. I'm I'm wanting to try and uh, champion the damp proofing industry, no, damp damp proofing. The president, I keep calling it damp proofing industry. I called it for years, and yeah, I had to change it to the preservation industry because um, the first few years when I was doing it, it were called. Um, remedial work, mm. but then they've changed it to preservation work. So it's it's kind of um, you're preserving you're preserving structures rather than uh, remedying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So um,
0: yeah. yeah, that's good. And with all with all like I say, with all the upgrades that we're going to need to do, not just in the UK but in 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 lots of countries around the world to to make homes more energy efficient more sustainable there's going to be uh, a, a lot a lot of upgrading to existing properties going on and uh, and being aware of of the the implications of uh, yeah insulating and, and potentially almost sealing up uh, the, these properties you've got to make sure you got that got that balance right
1: well, I mean I'm, I don't know how they're going to do it because there's there's going to be some 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 big uh, Problems in in next few years. I think it's. I think it's. Is it 20, uh, 2035 when it's got to be emissions have got to be the, in place for, and um, already we're seeing that, more, they're, they're not, banks are not mortgaging properties if it's uh, if EPC certificate is, um, is it is it below a D? Yeah, I think it's below a D. Because I, I were buying a property upon Woodesford uh, Road, and. They we're gonna be a buy-to-let mortgage, and the company said we can't do it because it's an E and it should be a D. Mm. I think I think it was that or, or it were an F and it should be an E. Um, and they said, Can you ask Bloke who's selling property to put uh, energy saving lights, light bulbs in, and that'll bring it up. Uh, thing, and I goes, I Ain't gonna do that, he's selling property, you know, he, he just ain't gonna do it. Mm. Mm. So there's gonna be a lot of sales fall through because of that, because one bank's not going to lend money on it, um, and guys not going to spend money on property to try and get it through there. Um, and I think it's buy-to-let properties at the minute, but it's going to it's going to end up with it's all properties. So mm. everybody's going to be uh, having issues. Um, it's good news for us because that's work that we do. We 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 can insulate, you know, the property on inside or outside. Um, so yeah, and, and we can ventilate them as well. Mm. And there's more and more new types of property coming onto the market. Um, timber frame buildings, they, they bring their own issues with uh, how they're being constructed because at the moment, what's happening is we, we are a climate. Uh, these timber frame buildings are being built and then when it absolutely hammers it down, if it's only halfway up, yeah. these timbers are getting wet through. Yeah, so yeah. Th- these panels are coming already pre-constructed but the tops of them, um, you can still they'll still let water in. So once you've you know your property's finished, that water's still got to go somewhere. So um, it 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 might not evaporate out straight away, mm. and uh, and that brings a new type of problem. Trying to remedy these uh, you know these these like panels that's been pre-formed, yeah. um, and that is an expensive job trying to do that because it's it's a lot of it's structural work
0: yeah yeah and so we're going to need the expertise aren't we to support because because uh, we've got the same situation because uh, i'm in renewable heating and uh, underfloor heating and uh, and so uh, there's there's incentive schemes that, that that are coming in now there's this thing called the boiler upgrade scheme that's coming into to the uk now and yeah that there can be no remedial actions or um, recommendations sorry uh, outstanding on your epc uh, uh report uh, for things like insulation for example uh because if there are then you won't be able to access any of the the grant funding so so that potentially is going to then drive people i mean obviously people need to insulate their homes to to have to to, to make it energy efficient uh, but um but it potentially if it drives the wrong sort of behaviors and uh, and, and you know uh, people jumping on the bandwagon and doing a bad job and you get that you get that bridging effect and then you end up with a insulated house but a damp house um, then it then potentially it's going to cause a cause a number a number of issues so yeah so as an industry we do need to kind of work together really so my sector and your sector we need to work together to make sure that we're coming up with the right uh, sort of holistic solutions if you like for 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 the as you say it is I think it's about twenty twenty five million properties in the, in in the UK that will will need to be upgraded in some way, in order for those for those uh, th- those uh, uh, carbon reduction targets to be met.
1: But they're still building them, so I think just going to be twenty five million yeah. because all these that's getting all these that's getting built still, yeah. th- it's adding to um, stock, which is, they're going to have to be uh, maintained as well. Yeah, and like I said, they're going to have their own issues, but. Government go from from one to one thing to the, to another, so they'll have i mean I, I, don't get me wrong there's all different governments coming in at different times, but they all they all have their own little projects and that, but they contradict each other. I can remember back in um in eighties um when government wanted you to have a diesel car. can you remember mm-hmm. diesel was cheaper than petrol yeah it were, it, were, it, were, it it was they, they said diesel diesel what next thing that you know everybody should have a diesel car. And it took them about 10 years and, and, and everybody were buying diesels. And then all of a sudden, petrol were back, um, you know, greener. But now what they're wanting, they're wanting everybody to buy electric cars. Not? Electric energy has gone through roof. Mm. So all, the, all these people that were buying it, you know, electric, it's still, it is still cheaper than diesel and that, but for how long? Because once everybody switches over to electric, then ain't there going to be issues then. They'll just bank prices up. So all electric's going to be expensive. And then maybe diesel go cheaper because there's going to be a massive surplus of diesel or petrol. Mm. It it, it kind of just goes round and roundabouts. So when we get these, um, these, you know, insulation targets um, hit, or if we do get them hit, there's going to be another issue and it's going to be somewhere else of the other side. Mm. Um, And what I've learned is, in my 55 years, is that things just go around in circles. Things go around in circles. So, you don't get too carried away with everything. Just try and comply, but just remember that there's something else going to come along. And I mean, can you remember when we were in lockdown and there were no news? That now went offing world, nothing, nothing yeah. at all went offing world. <laughs> yeah. We got we got Taliban just before lockdown. As soon as we got lockdown, that all disappeared. Mm-hmm. There were no terrorism, nothing, yeah. not one bit of terrorism, and then. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, when lockdown finishes, all news started back up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would not watched news. I, I, I listen to it on, if I'm listening to a radio station, I'll hear it a little bit and I keep one eye on it, mm. but I don't have news on it all. When I was growing up, my mum and dad, coming to six, I'd watch kids' programmes, got to six o'clock, news was on now. Well, it, it was 5.45 actually. Mm. And then news came on. And then they watched news every single time there were a news bulletin on yeah and they just stressed the sense up they were they were so stressed up all the time uh and i just made a conscious decision i thought like, i'm not going to watch news I don't, I don't watch it i keep one eye on it um i'm quite informed um and i think people are, are, have realized that um you know you only hear one one side. If somebody wrote a book and they said you you've got to just read that one book, you only getting one person's opinion, aren't you?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So news news is good, noise is not. I guess I guess that's kind of <laughs> where, I, where I come with it. And uh, and yeah. So I, I've 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 stopped listening to um to 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 lots of the radio sort of stations and all that sort of stuff I used to listen to as well because uh, cuz yeah cuz what what I think is important is that is that we are informed but that but the also that there's there's that positive input and that and I think it's a bit like what you eat you are what you eat you almost become a little bit what you hear and see as well to a degree so so I think uh yeah I agree with you I, I don't I don't really watch the news I stopped watching all the cover bulletins and and also what you what you what you list what you heard at some of the bulletins and then what you read when you looked at some of the guidance again was slightly different so i would always wait wait for the guidance and then make my decision about what the right thing to do was when i would seen it in in black and white because um because that's that's just the way that i would prefer to to spend to spend my time so um yeah 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 yeah. so also we got we have got the building regs coming out um so so the the new um part l building regs are uh come into play from uh what next week i think it is they come out they come out next week so um uh so so yeah so we've got we've got that to, to work with future home standard coming in 2025 uh then there's uh consultation and stuff going on around as you say around electric electric vehicles and all that so So, what's good about it is that there's that policy direction in place now, which, which, um, so we know some things, we've got something to work with, but it will never substitute what industry and, um, commerce needs to do to find the right solutions to make those solutions work for, for people and people's lives. And, and that's what we're, that's what we're focused on. We're focused on, okay understanding what the the framework of all the regulation is but what's important is providing a good level of service to our customers making sure that we're never selling anybody anything that is not going to work for them Uh, you know so that whole kind of integrity thing where we started the conversation is vitally important Um, and uh, and working with people and partners who are who want the same sort of thing as us you know so they want to do a good job they want to provide good service. They want people to be happy in their homes. Um, and we work together to make that make that happen. And and that's what we need to focus on as business people, I think. Uh, whilst, yeah, government does what it does what it does and kind of gets there in the end, uh, but perhaps in sometimes in a slightly more convoluted way.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, they've just they've just upgraded, um I'm saying upgraded, they've just um there's a there's a document for below ground structures called BS eight one oh two um and it, it used to be two thousand and nine well they've just upgraded it to two thousand and twenty two i've yet to um there's, there's like a, a course where i've it's like a three hour course like an upgrade course i've i've, I've watched um a few videos um from p c a just saying you know highlighting main main points um but uh, i think there's a lot of there's a lot of people um what i've seen is you know the fitting basements and they're doing them wrong so they're not even putting drainage systems in mm. which is one of um you know one of the mandates that you've got to you've got to have for a, a below ground system um and this this new upgrade um it's a bit like i think every so often is it electricians they have to do a um I'm, t- I'm just trying to think what what uh what addition. it well that i can i can last think of is it what it 17th edition or 18th edition they're probably on 20 odd now probably
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: but um, I never thought I'd have to do stuff like that but um, yeah I've got to I've got to um, pay for this um, this upgrade course and yeah. and sit and study for a bit so uh, just so I know what you know what all these requirements are now
0: yeah 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 absolutely and, and there will be there will be more of those changes coming through but I think they're going to yeah, they'll be they'll be in play now for for a uh, for a couple of years, and then the next big change will come forward in twenty twenty five. I think so. I think that's where we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But look, look, Simon, I, I think what we what we'll do is if is what we we'll do is is we'll um we'll probably turn this into two episodes. I think so. So so we'll have this episode which will be on um on on yeah on on the world of damp and the world of property um and um and things people can do to to improve their, their properties or, or preserve their properties. I think that that's, that's what it is. And we'll do, we'll do another episode on purpose. So, so to finish this episode off, what advice would you give to homeowners who, um, who are looking to preserve their, their property in fact, just in a couple of minutes? What, 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 what things should they be looking out for and what can they do to prolong the life of their property?
1: You just got to be vigilant. So, um, You'd be surprised how many people when I when I go and do a survey at somebody's house, if if they if the homeowners home owners are in. And one of the first things we do as we're walking up to a property is we we we're looking from chimney, roof, gutter, and and, and we, we're looking at that all the way down. So I'll take a photo, aren't we? and I'll look at the, you know everything all the way down. And uh, if I notice that there's some green algae around a joint, I know that. And, and, and some staining on wall. I know that gutter's been, been leaking. And then I'll set it home on it, have you noticed your gutter leaking? And they'll just say, no. They, ne- they never come out when it's raining. They never look. Mm. So when think, one of the best things to do is um, get your umbrella, <clears throat> when it's banging it down, get your camera, and then go outside, look at front, see what gutters are doing. See what, if there's out leaking any down pipes, um, gut it back and have a look as well. Uh, and you'll be able to see whether the water's, you know, sort of. Um, you've got a risk of penetrating down. and then also one of the other things is uh, set your taps running and flush your toilet and never look see whether your your stack's leaking because mm. you get you'll get um, green algae around your joints and it's like a build up. So you, if you just look at joints on on your downpipes and on your on your gutters, look for this algae and you'll be able to see whether you, you know you've got potential leaks, and if you have. Then there's, a, there's a, a, a chance that you're going to have issues trans- transferring through into the inter- inside of your property. Yeah. So it's just about maintaining properties. Look for missing tiles on roof. Mm. Look at your, your chimney stack. You know, Does is it, is it need pointing? Mm. Things like that. Is it weathered? Um, properties, pro- properties that were built what we call pre 2019 um, are called traditional built, and they're normally solid walls. Now these properties were built um to be able to withstand you know short bursts of uh I don't know severe weather. And what used to happen is you know the water penetrating so far, and then when weather conditions change, it evaporates back out. And that's how the Victorians and um Georgians used used to build properties so that it, you know water would go in and come back out. Mm. And and that were it. So um, it's only when the started game weathered, sort of hundred, hundred and twenty years later, that you get issues because we've got weather that's a bit more uh, severe now. Mm.
0: So mm. Uh, yeah, so just maintain your properties. Right, fair play. Right, brilliant. Well, thank you, damn Sam, for that. And we'll we'll come back again, another again. Yeah, we'll come back definitely. again for another episode, and um, and we'll talk a bit more about about purpose and and that kind of thing in that. But um, but look, really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, where Thanks can people find you?
1: Um, people can find me. Uh, you throw me now. So <laughs> Google
0: just—I suppose—Google Damp Sam. I suppose we've already said get on YouTube. on YouTube.
1: Yeah, if you go on YouTube, look for Damp Sam. Yeah, uh, Damp Sam, uh, the Damp Sam Show podcast. Simon at the Damp Show uk. Damp Sam at oldredampplane so dot any of them, <laughs> brilliant.
0: There you go. See, there you go. Well, we'll stick it in the show notes anyway, so, uh, so people will find it. Great stuff. But thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Look after yourself. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for listening to People with Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People with Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.